0: Do you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water? That no matter how hard you try, meaningful progress remains out of reach? Heather gets that. She battled an eating disorder for years before seeking help. Now in recovery, Heather is here to tell you that positive change is possible even when it doesn't feel that way. Join her as she shares openly about her struggles and small triumphs. Fair warning though, Heather doesn't hold back. Her candid story may trigger some. But for those wanting honesty, hope, and healing, this is 1% Better with Heather. The information and stories shared on 1% Better are based on host Heather's personal experiences with eating disorders and mental health challenges. Heather is not a licensed doctor, therapist, dietitian, or other health professional. Her advice and opinions should not be taken as professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or a qualified health provider regarding any medical or health-related issues. 1% Better also contains descriptions of eating disorders that may be triggering for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: Hey there, my little gaffers, and welcome to 1% Better with Heather. Today, I have a special guest, Ed Warrior Mom, as she's known on TikTok. For the next couple episodes, Ed Warrior Mom will share how she got pulled into this eating disorder hell. No questions off limits. She will speak about her daughter and their experience with the eating disorder recovery system how this disease affected her family she will also be discussing her faith in a higher power and how that helped her get through this eating disorder hell it takes a brave person to come on to a worldwide podcast and air your dirty laundry so to speak i applaud her for this now without any further ado here is ed Warrior mom Hey there, my little gaffers, and welcome to 1% Better with Heather. I have a special guest today, Edie Warrior Mom, as she's known on TikTok. And she is here to talk all about her life and about her experience with this eating disorder, eating disorder recovery hell.
2: Welcome, Edie Warrior Mom, would you like to tell everybody your real name? Hi, Heather. Yes, I'm Edie Warrior Mom on TikTok, but in life and around my house, I'm just Candy. That's my name. I know it's strange, um, but I've been Kendi all my life. I just introduced myself as, it's like Wendy, just with a K on the front. So people seem to understand it a little bit better, better when I say that.
1: <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's dive right in. You are a believer child of god as am i i'm a believer so do you want to tell me how your
2: faith helped you through this hell yeah so i would say you know i have my faith has always been very important to me it's the foundation for my life Um, I've been a Christian since I was a small child, always been to church. We go every Sunday. Stop. When this happened to us, when we found out our daughter was struggling with an eating disorder, my faith crumbled really, really quickly. And I'll be the first to say that it surprised me that I was in that situation, but it's true. And I had to make a decision at what point that said, if I believe that what God says is true, that he works all things for the good of those who love him, then I have to lean in, I have to hold on, and I have to feed my faith versus starve it through anxiety. No pun intended, given the conversation we're having about eating disorders. And, you know, I think it's so easy to lose focus and get wrapped up in what our eyes can see, what our human hearts feel. And that's not a great way to lean into your faith because it's lies. Right? Like the only thing that is true in this world is God's truth. And I knew that I had to ask Him to help me to focus more on Him and less on my circumstances. And so that's what I started doing very, very early on. And it was not easy. In fact, it was torture every single day because I've learned about myself that there is some comfort in holding on to your worries and I was holding them like this. I was saying that I wanted God to take them, but I wasn't actually ho- opening my my hands and giving them. And so I spun my wheels for a while and I lived in this place of catastrophe and that's that's just the plain truth. And I realized that you know I was unable to see, all of the things that he was doing, because all I could see was what he wasn't doing, which was miraculously take this from us, heal her in an instant, and then we'll go on down the road like none of this ever happened. And of course that wasn't the case. And so I started saying some different prayers. I, I asked him to sustain me. I asked him to teach me what he wanted me to learn through this situation and to help me become softer in my approach, not only to my daughter, but just to the world in general, and to help me be who my daughter needed me to be in her current situation versus only being focused on what I needed her to do to get well. And that was a huge shift, right? Um, Asking the right questions gives you answers that sometimes you don't wanna hear. And so it was a journey for me. I also realized, and I talked about this on another episode about the guilt that I felt, the burden that I felt that I couldn't fix this. I also realized that I'm no savior and I'm no healer, but he is. And you know, it's so easy to parent from this place of feeling like you have to do everything and be everything. To them, And I had to ground myself in the fact that um, as much as I love my kid, God loves her more. And I knew that, but I didn't really, really know it until I was faced with this situation. And I think for a while, I was kind of like treating her like an extension of myself when I was saying my prayers for her. And you know, I'm not I'm not the the person that's gonna get through to God about his child. And so just realizing that you know the relationship between God and her really has nothing to do with me. And so he has a plan for her life, just like he has a plan for mine. And that was powerful for me, enabled, enabled me to kind of let my, let those burdens go and turn them over to him. Cause like, if I think he's got me, he's got her too. And then the other thing is that, you know, as I continued to seek him above all else, he gave me so many little nods and reminders that kept me going in very profound ways. So I remember one morning, it was a bad morning. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember I was feeling very discouraged. Um, I was driving to work, tears flowing, um, thinking about how I'm going to walk in, you know, and everybody's going to see me looking like this. And this car kind of pulled right in front of me, almost cut me off. And of course, you know what it's like when you're in a bad mood, like everything makes you like, 50% more mad. So I was, you know, already getting upset. And, but the fact that he pulled in right in front of me, I could see his license plate and it was a vanity plate and it read, he heals. Damn. You know, I had this. There's a God shot. Literally. I I cannot ask for a better sign that he's there and he hears me and he feels me. And so, you know, wrestling with all of this over time really changed the way I carried the challenge. So I carried it less with panic and catastrophe and more with hope and expectation. My God is going to move. He may not move on the timeline that I want him to move. He may not move exactly how I want him to move, but He is going to move. And this all kind of worked together to help me create, you know, the kind of brain space that I needed to keep going every single day. And then the last thing that I would say is that this has softened me so much to other people's pain and challenges. I think it's human nature, um, to look at somebody else, what they're going through, and being like, "Yeah, you know, that I'm sure that's hard. I'm sure that's hard." But turn back to my own problems, and I feel like my eyes are very opened now to being vulnerable in my own pain as a connecting point to other people's pain. That vulnerability, I think, is really what makes um, the human experience. Worth living, and it gives us so many opportunities to um, share kindness, share the love of God, and potentially keep other people going on their really tough days by being the hands and feet of Christ.
0: That's all for this episode of 1% Better. To continue the conversation, head over to our website at wwwone where you can access more stories and resources. We'd also love it if you subscribed and left us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, friends, progress takes patience, perspective, and sometimes a little help from people who get it. So be kind to yourself and others as we work to get 1% Better every day. We'll see you back here next week.